0: And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the Triangle, Angie Cole and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. On today's show, I want to talk about some of the best advice that Angie has both gotten, received, and uh, also given to others. And so we're going to explore some of the best pieces of uh, real estate advice um, kind of on both ends of that spectrum. Angie, ready to go? Yeah, let's do this. All right, so the first one will be uh, advice that you give to clients. What's the best piece of advice that you give clients about the mortgage process?
1: I would say it's more of just setting expectations that the lender will ask you for documents time and time again. For example, I need to see last month's bank statement and then you're two weeks in, hey, I need to see a new updated bank statement. So um, don't get frustrated. It's not that the lender dropped the ball and lost your paperwork or your documents. It's they have to get new information. And when they are being requested from maybe like their underwriter for certain items, They have to get those in order to process your loan. So um, just more of, it's really important for us to set that expectation that the lending process is annoying. They will ask you for things time and time again, but that's part of the process. So be on top of it in order to close in a timely manner.
0: That's a great point. Be on top of it. Uh, That's really, really important. All right, let's flip it around. Um, Best piece of advice you ever received about running a business? Because that's something that you do every single day.
1: Yeah, man, it's a, it's a learning process, right? I'm always learning, but I would say it is hire, slow, fire, fast. And that sounds, I know, Whoa, so that harsh. Did, yeah. you said um, hire,
0: slow, fire, fast?
1: Yes. Um, okay. And, but if you think about it, you know, um, I think a lot of people um, whenever they're running a business is they hire out of like necessity and need. And so they're like, Oh no, we're slammed. You know, we need to get someone on board really quick. And they don't take the time to interview enough candidates and really dig deep to make sure that they're the best fit for them. So then they end up making the wrong hire. Um, So it's hire slow, fire fast. Fire fast means, you know, within probably the first 30 to 60, 90 days, you know whether or not that person's a good fit for your team, if they're able to, you know, do their job and excel at it. And so if you're not, feeling or getting the vibe that they're a good fit. Um, You know, they're bringing value to the team. They're doing an amazing job within their role. You know, it's it's better for you, better for them to let them go sooner than later because eventually it's kind of like a breakup. There's going to be resentment. You know, it's not going in the right direction if you just keep it going on. So yeah, it's hire, slow, fire, fast.
0: Hire, slow, fire, fast. That does sound like a shrewd, Businesswoman kind of uh, term there. Like <laughs> I'm I not see, that
1: mean, guys. I know you're not. I know you're no. not. But that's no. That's, it's it's important for the rest of our team, right? You know, the wrong hire can yeah. really bring everyone else down. It's not just you know? about
0: you. It's about it's everybody not. else that works there. It's yeah.
1: not. So you know, making sure the right people are joining our team is super, super important to keep moving in the right direction and excelling.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Interesting way to look at things. And uh, I I see Barbara Corcoran like applauding (laughs) you for that mentality. She's gave me a (laughs) half-ass. You you would fit in well on the Shark Tank, I think, because you have that that compassion side, but you also have that (laughs) no-nonsense side that they all have up there. So I can see you fitting fitting right in with that crew. That's for sure. I'll stick to my daytime job. That's right, that's right. Uh, All right, very good. Uh, That was really insightful. I like that. What's the best piece of advice that you give clients when it comes to searching for a home?
1: I would say when it comes to searching for the home, the best advice that I could give you is know what you're looking for. Um, So what that means is, first of all, in our market right now, there's no time to just kind of like lollygag and oh, let me go check out this home. Now let me go check out this home a week later because the other one will still be on the market. That is not the market that we're living in right now. So you know, take the time, do your research online in advance, see what areas have to offer as far as like price points, square footage, features, you know, really know what you're looking for in a home because then from there we can really dig deep and we can set you up on a search based on your specific criteria. So I would just say, you know, really talk through, write down a list, what are my must haves, what are my wants and really know what you want in a home before you get out there and you start looking. Um, And I just say that because We would hate for you to walk into a home you know you fall in love with it but then you're like what else is out there you know i don't know if this is the perfect home for me and just not being confident in your choices and then you waste your time and now that perfect home is gone so really just know what you want in a home and what's important to you
0: decisions happen too fast for flip-flopping yeah in in today's world when it comes to buying a home it sounds like
1: exactly exactly
0: Cool. Great advice, Angie. Uh, If you want to get some more great advice like that, by the way, when it comes to buying a home, it might be a great idea to download Angie's Home Buying Guide. It covers all the terms, the steps of the process, the things that you need to know when it comes to buying a home. It's great for first-time home buyers, but also a great refresher for anybody who maybe it's uh, been a while since you've bought a home and you're about to step back into those waters and you just want some reminders of the different phases that you go through and what some of the important terminology to know is. Is through the process. You can get that guide for free. Angie provides it to you when you text the word "savvy" to the number twenty-one thousand. Again, text the word "savvy." to the number 21000 and we'll text you right back a link to click on and you'll see a button right there for the home buying guide and you can download it right to your smartphone and uh, utilize it that way might be very helpful for you so download the home buying guide that angie has created for you by texting the word savvy to the number 21000 all right angie what's the best piece of advice you ever received about marketing a home on the sales side
1: now is the best re- uh, piece of advice that I've received or I've given
0: that that you've received on this one like i'm I mean I'm curious like who did you who passed along some really good advice to you about marketing?
1: Yeah. I would say, honestly, I mean, and this kind of goes hand in hand, but, you know, marketing is also pricing the home right. And so it doesn't matter how just amazing our pictures will be, our virtual tours, you know, where the home is going as far as exposure. If it's not priced right, it's not going to get sold. So the best piece of advice I've received in regards to marketing a home per se is also making sure that it is priced right. I don't want to undervalue, but I definitely do not want to overprice and then chase the market. Because that's not doing you, you know, that's actually doing you a disservice at that time. will net you less money if we overprice it in the beginning. So knowing my my numbers, knowing my comparables, explaining those in detail to my client as far as why I know we need a list here and this is what we can expect as far as you know a contract price. So price your home correctly.
0: It's a great point Angie, very cool. Marketing a home, really important to follow some of those principles. All right, what's the best piece of advice that you give clients or that your team gives clients about staging a home?
1: Please listen to our stager. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I tell them I say, "All right, next steps is our stager is going to contact you directly for a staging consultation. She will come in and she will be nitpicky. You know, that's her job. But remember when she's giving you this feedback, is she's staging your home and having you decorate it per se in order to appeal to the most eyes, okay? It makes you feel like you don't live in the home. It's not how you would normally live, but she knows what she's doing. She will then be able to allow your home to take just beautiful pictures, get more showings to get us top dollar. So as far and as- And
0: another, she's another A. Cole. Of, I know, I love it. Of no relation, to, I, right? But <laughs> There's
1: not, I tell people um, that, yeah. So we use Amber Cole, shout out to her, she's amazing. She's awesome. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and I always tell people, I say, okay, her name's Amber night name's cold. There's no relation, but she's amazing because everyone's always like, is that your sister? And I'll, I'll claim her, but no, we're, there's no relation there. <laughs> um, but yeah, the best piece of advice to give clients when staging a home is just to listen to the professional. Okay. Just like if I was going to a dental appointment, you know, I'm not going to give kickback to the dentist and tell him that he's wrong. He knows what he's doing when it comes to working on my teeth, right? Same thing with a stager, allow her to do her job and really listen to her advice and do as much as you possibly can. We also though we're realistic you know we said she might give you a list of 20 items to do and maybe it's only realistic to do 15 of those items which is fine um, but we just ask you do as much as possible to get mm-hmm. your home just perfect and show ready
0: yeah like a, a a peek behind the scenes for those of you listening to the show and how that process works you know, because I I worked with Angie and her team to buy and sell our last home, um, obviously, and uh, but it was a great experience, and I thought it was really interesting because you guys kind of set the expectation that look, Amber's going to give you a huge list of things to do to stage your home, but then we're going to pass it back through our filter because we have she's just looking at it on the standpoint of what are all the cool things we could change about this home to make it as presentable as possible. And, you know, as in an ideal world, what would this look like to the buyers coming through? But you guys, as the agents know the full picture of everything that's going on and what might be necessary, what might not be necessary for that market. So you're then able to take her recommendations and filter it through to what then are like the, the most useful things to improve. If, if you know the budget isn't necessarily there to do all the things that were on Amber's list, you help discover the most important and priority. Prioritize the list that she's created. So I think that's just awesome and helpful how you guys help filter down what's most important out of the changes, similar to how uh, you would do when you have the inspection done. And you say, all right, well, look, these things yep. actually aren't that big a deal. These we want to address. These should be the seller's responsibility. These really you can just fix when you get into the home later. It's not worth asking the seller to do those things. So you help kind of pass all that stuff through the proper lens. I just think that's really valuable and, and really helpful because I wouldn't have really known where to begin with a lot of that stuff without without that guidance.
1: Honestly, I wouldn't either. I'm I'm a real estate professional. I'm not a stager. So right, right. that's why we outsource that, right? And we pay the yep. professionals to help you.
0: We actually brought Amber in to our new home after we moved in and she drew up kind of a cool we had we just said let's pretend that we're selling this home even though we just moved in just tell us all the cool things that you would envision for this home and 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 how you would stage it but but think of it a little bit more of like we're not just staging it to sell but actually to to stay in and live in and it was really cool and she went around and she drew up a really cool plan for us on the of the whole home and we didn't end up implementing you know everything that she drew up it was just neat to see her ideas and we just enjoyed working with her so much on the sales side. We were like, "Hey, we, can you come look at our new home and give us some suggestions?" And I love
1: it. Now, yeah, there's a lot of people that awesome. look for her help. You know, after the fact, you know, they they yep. love meeting with her. You know, initially for selling their home, and um, she's a great resource for just designing for your new home and how you actually will live. She she can do that side of it as well.
0: You talk about uh, partners that real estate agents have and their vendors and the people that they work with because often people, when you go through this process of buying or selling a home, you're not just getting... The real estate agent. I would guess most people, Angie, take your recommendations for uh, additional vendors and and other third party partnerships and that kind of thing. So it's important that those people that you work with do a great job. And uh, a- Amber's a good one for sure. She was a pleasure most, to work with.
1: Yeah, no, she's she's fabulous. Yeah, we have a whole list of wonderful vendors. So any type of resource that you need, you know, we've worked with these people for a very long time. They do an amazing job. You know, they're very competitive as far as what they charge. Um, and so yeah, we we highly recommend you know our list of vendors that we use yeah I would um, the the best piece of advice I've personally received as being a real estate professional when it comes to negotiation is to remember that this is not a war okay it needs to be a win-win and win-win meaning working with the other agent okay building relationships is hugely important and there are as many times that for example our buyers have won on an offer and the agent has come back to us that was representing the seller and said you guys honestly you didn't win because you have the best offer but it was because of the communication we had with you as the agent you know because we just knew all right if you're going to be great to work with up front you're going to be amazing to work with throughout the process and the end goal is to get this to the closing table where oftentimes we work with other agents who just want to fight you they want to be they want to battle it's a headache and that's not a fun process or experience for anyone. And they're not always advising and guiding their clients properly either. And we tend to find that, you know, a process like that or a transaction can end up blowing up. So when it comes to negotiating, the best advice I've received is, you know, we really want to love on that other agent. You know, we want to make them like us. We want to be, you know, just very vocal. A lot of phone calls, just, Hey, you know, what is your client looking for? How can you make this offer attractive? Um, because, again, it's not always the strongest offer that wins. It's also having an agent on the other side that's easy to work with.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's a really uh, important thing to think about. Because I, I, I always thought of it more as, a, as going to war, as a battle, yeah. right? But yeah. it doesn't have to be that way. It's, no, it, you can, it doesn't. It you doesn't. can set your mindset going into that and, and right, have it right. be and mutually you have be, beneficial.
1: You have to be careful too, you know, depending on whom the seller is. Now, so if the seller is just like an investor, you know, it's qu- clearly just a money thing to them right sure um, but you know sometimes when it comes to selling a home I mean that person could have been in that home for 50 years it's yeah. so emotional right I mean that's where you know the kids were born they were raised I mean there's so many memories so you know when you are making an offer on the property you you know want to make sure that you are not you know being offensive you know yeah. with the offer um, you know because it's not always just money you know, there's a lot more that goes into selling a home or a lot more emotion. So having an agent that understands how to work with the other party is very important.
0: Yeah, we actually, uh, when we bought this home, uh, we had a really fun interaction with the the seller. It was very much what you're describing. It was a more emotional component to it, for sure. Uh, when we were selling our home, it was purely a, a financial thing, you know, like... Uh-huh. Hi- yeah. highest offer got it okay yep, good yep, done we we're, uh-huh. we're, we're, we're leaving it was a totally different situation buying this home there was an emotional component to it they had lived here for many many years loved the neighborhood didn't want to leave but but needed to and uh, we actually exchanged letters with the uh, with the seller and um, and they they wanted to meet us before we moved in so we actually came over and had a beer on the screened in porch and got to meet brought brought one of our dogs and got to meet their huge St. Bernard and Uh it was just a really fun evening uh, getting to know them and they were kind of like let's buck the trend of this being very uh, business transaction like and you know let's let's make this an, an enjoyable thing too so it i thought that was a, a lot long of long
1: ways long mm-hmm. ways and uh, you know and again i mean it's important for many people and it sounds like it was for them to know who is moving into their home that you're yeah. going to love it just as much as they are and so again you know the highest dollar price point is maybe not what's most important it's someone who's going to care for the home like they did
0: sure absolutely it's a great way to put it uh what's the best piece of advice that you give clients angie about physically moving To a new home, the moving process, anything that you tell them to prepare for that part?
1: Yeah, um, you know, so we always just tell them, um, first of all, you need to remember when you're moving out of a home, you need to be out the evening before morning of closing. So setting those expectations up front so you can prepare. But I would very quickly go ahead and call if you're getting movers to help you get on their calendar. Um, movers are super busy, just like everyone else in the world. And waiting to the last minute is not going to be go over well. Um, so just make sure that, you know, you are prepared throughout the process and you're doing as much as you can in advance. So, you know, go ahead, have a mover come out, give you an estimate, get on their calendar as soon as you know what the closing date will be. Again, moving's never fun, right? But it's just part of the process. I uh, love
0: moving, I think it's fun. Uh,
1: you love moving? <laughs>
0: I do. Yeah.
1: Like like packing?
0: I love pa- packing and I love unpacking. I love the What's process of renting the truck and driving it. It's just so exciting, it's the process oh of, of moving is is neat Maybe and, I'm and weird exhilarating, then,
1: but that seems really weird. Um, yeah. I, yeah,
0: as I age, as I get a little older, uh, it's a little bit more physically demanding, so that takes a little bit of zip out of it. But uh, but yeah, we discovered this is my I best advice: hire movers yeah. to do the big stuff. Yep, and yep. and but you'll save a lot of money if you just have them do the big things and then do all the little stuff yourself like to me you don't need to hire movers to like pack boxes and move just no, regular I, regular sized boxes i mean the typical yeah. person i'm saying you probably don't i'm need the same that.
1: way i i mean we we pack our whole entire home like on our own i mean we yeah. i mean but some other people would be like oh my gosh no spend a couple extra dollars and have them do it for you i like to know where my things are me too, um, me too. And, and i just think, and see that's part I of what them? i like about it i don't know
0: that's part of what I like about it because you find things that you'd forgotten about and That's it brings true. back memories. And there's a lot of nostalgia in the packing and unpacking process that you can go through. And it's a great way to kind of cleanse things that you don't need anymore. I was going to say, well. I get
1: more excited, not about finding things I'm like, ooh, I could use this. It's, oh my gosh, I've had this, this thing at my home for five somebody. years and I've yeah. never touched it. Like, it's That's a true. great time for me to like weed through and, you know, send off to Goodwill or give to family yep. and friends. And yep. um, so I, and then I enjoy. Not that I enjoy unpacking, but I do like that everything is orderly again. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can, you know, set up your kitchen just how you want it. Everything's in place. Every all the Tupperware is perfect, at least for a short period of time. But, very a very short period of time. Yeah, a very short period of time. <laughs> yeah, period of time yes.
0: But that—that's my advice to folks: is to uh, hire the movers to do your like a big heavy couch and uh-huh. you know maybe maybe the bed the the mattresses because they're big clunky and hard to move. Right, right. You, you know, big outdoor furniture like porch tables and that kind of thing. Have them take all the big stuff, and they can do it all in one truckload, typically. And then, boom, you just handle all the little stuff, and you save a lot of money. And you know, you still get some of the fun of moving, but without the backbreaking work of you know some of the other stuff. Because, man, those guys can move some stuff really easily, way easier I than, than you They're can. the
1: professionals for a reason. I, uh, our mover, this last we we moved this past year, and. Our mover, who we've used more than once, he told us, he said that he has never seen so many boxes in his whole entire life. And it made me feel like a hoarder or something. But then I was like, <laughs> I looked at it differently. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm just really good at packing and I purposely get everything into a box. But he was like, I have never seen so many boxes. I was like, oh. Well, cause Cause uh, I don't feel like we have a lot, lot of, people of will loo- stuff.
0: We'll move like stuff loose though. They won't put yeah. everything into so, a box. So and I
1: maybe that's the difference cuz there was you know I wasn't loading up my car with loose stuff. It right. was everything went into a box. So maybe that's why we had more boxes.
0: You've moved on but from I, the college I coll- questioned
1: I questioned myself there.
0: You've moved on from the college days of throwing it all loose into the back of a pickup oh, truck. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like even
1: clothes like you know where you just like hang yep. up all the clothes or take the clothes and you bunch them into your car and then just rehang them up No. Nope. <laughs> Everything goes in the box, so I mean that—that's probably why.
0: I, I, I'm a put your clothes in the box kind of person too. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't move my clothes loose, but no, every, I'll, no I'll throw some other co- things loose in there. My yeah, everything An, goes in a box. An, An, Angie's over here with custom-sized boxes to put her lamps into a box. That's that's what Angie's doing. <laughs> right.
1: Well, well, you know what? That lamps in a box. <laughs> <laughs> too
0: funny, too funny. All right, uh, last question, last piece of advice. This has been a fun segment. Uh, what's the best? piece of advice that you ever received about communicating with clients
1: pick up the phone and that is i mean just a rule of thumb that i also share with my team as well is you know what an important conversation or maybe you know a conversation that could kind of go either way, whether it be positive, negative, it should not be communicated through text or an email, just because you can't read, you know, just how they're relaying that information, know their tone behind it. So pick up the phone and have that conversation, no matter what type of conversation it is, how hard that conversation will be, it will go a long ways if you pick up the phone. So I know, You know, this day and age, everyone loves to hide behind text messages. And I use text a lot as well. And I text back and forth with, you know, clients too, and they prefer that a lot. But if it's an important conversation, you pick up the phone.
0: You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com